it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Welcome into the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I'm National Recruiting Analyst Cooper Patagna alongside 24-7 Sports Director of Scouting, Andrew Ivins. And those sirens you hear in the background, that means we have an emergency podcast and a commitment of a five-star to break down. That is Williams Winery from Lee's Summit North in Missouri, off the board to the in-state Missouri Tigers and Eli Drinkowitz. Drew, this is a huge one for a lot of different reasons. Missouri was last in the SEC today, 60th in the country, Williams Winery. He's certainly going to change that. We're talking about the number three player in the country, number one defensive lineman. I mean, this guy is wreaking havoc in the backfield consistently. That's what he does. He has probably one of the highest ceilings of any prospect in the entire cycle. And everybody wanted this guy, Tennessee, Oregon, but it's Missouri at the end of the day that ends up getting this one done. Your first thoughts with Williams Winery to the Tigers? Well, I think, Cooper, we got to be honest here. I mean, Winery is a guy that has been discussed for that number one spot our rankings throughout the process. And we'll see how things shake out with the senior seasons, but this is a legitimate dude. I mean, we're talking someone that's over six foot six and a half with an 84 and a half inch wingspan. He checks off a ton of the right boxes. I thought he took a major step forward on the field from his 10th to 11th grade seasons. And we'll see what he's going to do here again as a senior. But this is a massive pickup. So that's what I think about the player. How about the parity in college football? right now. I mean, Missouri getting a guy that is in the conversation again for the pole position, a legitimate five-star. NIL is real. And the state of Missouri, the show me state, has been as progressive as anyone with NIL laws and and the tweaking of the rules. I mean, they recently passed a bill where any in-state high school athlete, if they sign with a in-state school, whether that be an NIL or a financial aid agreement, after September 1st, they can start receiving some of that NIL action. So just looking around the landscape, we talk about NIL, what's it good for? And then I go through our our top-ranked recruits. I mean, now in Winery, or Winery, excuse me, is going to Missouri. You got Dylan Stewart going to South Carolina, Elijah Rushing going to Arizona. It's just, it feels a little bit different. I think in previous years, Winery's probably ended up out of Georgia, out of Tennessee. Now Missouri, a school that plays those programs you know, every year, is going to have a legitimate dude at one of those pass rusher spots. So that's another thought I got. I thought you brought up a, a great point there in terms of the parity. It seemed like last year there were maybe four or five programs from an alignment standpoint. That's the word we always hear about when it comes to NIL from the top down, the third party collective, working with the administration, the program, so on and so forth. It seems like that number has doubled. You talked about Arizona, Elijah Rushing, and Damon Williams keeping two of their highest ranked prospects in state. We're seeing that right now with Missouri, with Williams 
Winery, and then also they're in a good spot for Ryan Wingo, the number seven player in the country. We're talking about the Missouri Tigers, who are currently have now 12 commitments in the boat that could have two of the top 10 players in the country. And Drew, I think that what you said about September 1st, that, that's a huge benefit, right, for, for these potential two prospects if they end up signing with Missouri, that these payments could almost start immediately, right? So four-month head start. Correct. So I think you take that into consideration. Give a lot of credit to Eli Drinkwitz and to the people that are, are going to come out and say and, and complain about NIL. This is the way of the world. It is here. This is college football, the amateur college football that you grew up w- watching, and 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 we're talking about geographical rivalries, and we don't. There's a distaste for conference realignment. It's over. It's black and white. It's a business. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. That's the world we're living in now. So those are my thoughts, especially when it comes to NIL. Drew, a little bit more about the player. I you watch Williams Winery and you see this guy. You mentioned over six, six and a half, two hundred and sixty pounds. He's got a seven foot plus wingspan. I think that arrow is pointing up. I kind of struggled a little bit with the projection because you turn on the tape and he's playing the majority of three technique. He's he's really not living out on the edge. A couple names that came to my mind: Miles Murphy from Clemson, similar in stature, two hundred and seventy two pounds, first round pick this last year by the Cincinnati Bengals. To me, that's if Winery stays on the lighter side. The other guy was Eric Armstead. Maybe he grows into the seven foot, seven foot frame of his. And now all of a sudden, he's at 290 pounds. You can play him out on the edge situationally, but more going to be on the inside, on the interior, wreaking havoc. I mean, he wins with speed and quickness. And, and Drew, I think the other thing you brought up is he's just starting to figure it out, but there's enough on the film to get you excited about. Like there, there's more production than there is flashes, but you can tell he's just rounding into form. Yeah. And Coop, those two player comparisons are are very interesting. And I want to circle back on the NIL conversation, right? Like that is the reality, but you still have to recruit these kids and and you still have to show them why they're going to fit at your school. And I think Williams fits perfectly at Missouri, right? Blake Baker, friend of the show, defensive coordinator there last year uh, in Columbia, turned around Missouri's defense, led the, the SEC in tackles for loss. They were third in rushing defense, tied for third in sacks. Pass rush was graded number two in the SEC by pro football focus. They were 26th in negative drives nationally per sharp college football, 23rd in pass rush. And I'm really familiar with Blake Baker in his system. And I, you know, he's going to let those guys up front get to the quarterback, create pressure. And I think Williams fits in perfectly there, right? Yes, NIL is, is a real conversation, but you have to show the kid that, hey, you're going to come here and we're going to give you a chance to go to the NFL. And the two player comps that, that come to mind for me, Greg Russo, who was at Miami when Blake Baker was there. Greg Russo had a season where he he finished with 15 and a half sacks. I also think Jalen Ferguson, who Blake Baker had at the uh, at Louisiana Tech, he had 45 sacks in, in four years when he was with the Bulldogs. Russo went in the first round, Ferguson in the third round. They're both these tall, lanky guys, kind of like Winery. They beefed him up, moved him in different alignments up front. And I think Missouri's going to do absolutely the same thing with Winery. I think he's a guy that's going to play probably relatively early on in his career, meaning you're going to see him on the field in 2024. Now, is he going to be an every down type of individual? Probably not. Has to go through a physical transformation there to play in the SEC. But you can bring him in and some exotic packages third and long, allow him to rush from the center, use that length, get after the quarterback. So I think that's what also makes sense about this commitment. Like I can see him fitting in 
to what Missouri wants to do on the defensive side of the ball. It's in a very aggressive system. They're going to put their corners in man-to-man on the outside. They're going to cover, and they're going to let the let the big boys up front apply that pressure. Missouri and Eli Drinkwitz, 6-7 and seven the last two seasons, 0-2 oh in bowl games, 5-5 five and five in Eli Drinkwitz's first season. Drew, they got to get over that hump, right? Players like Williams Winery are going to help with that. I think all eyes now turn to Ryan Wingo, another state of Missouri prospect, ranked in the top 10, another five-star. Missouri Tigers will be all over that. Drew, it's been a mouthful. Any other things that you, you kind of want to comment on here when it comes to Williams Winery in Missouri? Well, Cooper, you said it, what, Missouri 60th in the rankings prior to this commitment. We'll see where they are once once it's updated. I said this when we had to discuss some of the quote-unquote worst Power 5 recruiting classes. Like, I think Missouri's, this class has some juice to it. There are a lot of pieces that I like. Cameron Key's a cornerback that got committed out of the state of Florida. I think he can be a, a shutdown guy in the SEC. Uh, Cam Dooley, I know you like him out of Alabama. Kind of a I don't know what you call a second level defender. Is he an edge? Is he a linebacker? We're, they're going to figure it out. Jackson Hancock, a, a safety they got out of Georgia who has flown completely under the radar. He's got an invite to the All-American Bowl. I know they're fired up about him inside those Missouri football offices. And then one other guy, in addition to Ryan Wingo, that they're actively chasing after, Elias Williams, who is a defensive lineman out of the central Florida area. A kid who has put on like 50 pounds here over the past few months. Missouri has sunk their teeth into him. So I like what they're doing when it comes to recruiting. And that should be encouraging if you're a Missouri fan, because so much of it has been in the transfer portal. Um, And they're not afraid to play freshmen, right? Luther Burden, who they signed two years ago, all SEC freshmen. So you don't have a choice anymore. Uh, (laughs) Listen, as soon as you start writing those paychecks, those guys better be on the field, especially for Missouri. You got to get the return on investment. Drew, the last thing for me is Missouri only has 12 commitments right now with Williams Winery in the boat. We talked a lot this weekend in Nashville at the Player Personnel Symposium about the importance of senior tape. I think if you're Missouri, there's not a lot of public pressure there to say, hey, we got to finish in the top 25. If I'm them, I'm laying in the weeds and I'm taking a more calculated patient approach in the evaluation process, making sure that we're going to be methodical. And I think there are going to be a lot of players that a lot of programs out there, especially at the Power 5 level, because of their accelerated evaluation process. If you go about this the right way, You're going to hit one or two of these teams, maybe even more is going to benefit from this. So we'll see what happens there. Eli Drinkwitz, Missouri Tigers getting on the board in a big way with Williams Winery. Is Ryan Wingo next? We'll see. For Andrew Ivins, I'm Cooper Patagna, producer Lance Glenn as well. Make sure to keep it locked on 24-7 Sports. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify. Make sure to leave a review on there as well. We'll see you later this week. It was a very bright shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.